Thanks to everyone who supported us over at patreon.com slash boards and swords. Check it out if you want additional content like the pre-show, post-show clips. It is Sunday, April 25th, and you're listening to Boards and Souls. Woohoo. I just feel like I have to dance in front of the camera. Well, this is the wrong song for that dance. Right. But then uh, Beetle will make gifts of me doing that. That's right, everyone. Welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast. We got three things for you. We got bad jokes. We got some good folks. And then there's that third thing. Phil, what's that third thing? Uh, it's a mystery thing that we'll use later. Uh, sheets, hot dogs. I think that's what it is. That's the third thing, right? Yes. No, it's games. We got to talk well, about no, games. No, because now I got to drive like three miles to go get my sheets, hot dogs. Man, it's crap. <laughs> Oh, because the one down the road from you. Because it's under construction, man. <laughs> hey, I think they're going to make it bigger, though, that, that where they have like the restaurant inside, like seating. Ooh, with limited capacity. <laughs> Only for now. They're prepping so that when it opens up, they'll be able that's to... right. They can just, bam, handle the customers. Yeah, that's like uh, we were talking about. Um, so I, I found out on Facebook. So the, our local store decided on April Fool's Day to announce that they were opening up uh, a bistro next door. And because uh, and they kept saying it wasn't April's Fool's joke, but at the same time, it was like, is that just a bigger part of the April's Fool's joke? Hey, uh, but you're, Chris, get, you're getting my hopes up here. Chris, what? What type of local store? The local game store. Okay, gotcha. Uh, uh, we were talking about a gas station, not 30 seconds. Well, okay, fair point. But uh, the, yeah, our local game store is going to be opening up. They're calling it Bard's Bistro. Okay. Um, but after the first, I didn't hear anything. So I was like, was this just a big April Fool's joke? Uh, until I finally heard, like, when looking through some of the groups, because they're talking about when they could start doing games again, and this and that, uh, it looks like they're talking like they're planning for like a September opening-ish. I think that's when they're going right. to be able to get in there. Um, so some point there, and I was talking to Ashley the, yesterday, and I was like, you know what, that's actually good timing, you know? Because that'll be about when we're really wanting to to start getting out more and people going into restaurants more kind of thing. Like that's that's a pretty good time for opening up a, a business like that. But I don't even think I started saying I think I started right into the show without saying I'm your host. My name's Chris Renshaw. And then the other guy on the phone here, uh, that's Mr. Philip Herbig. How's it going? What's going on, everybody? The other guy that's over here hankering for some uh, hot hot dogs now. I just want some that are close by. That's I mean, like when that 7-Eleven opens up near my work. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got a sheet. I mean, the, the other sheets is right there by your work. Yeah, but the 7-Eleven's going to be closer. True. And technically, you got the checkers right there by your house. You can get hot dogs from there. Yeah, but I can't get pretzel. But... <laughs> oh, I darn. I know. You know, first world problem. <laughs> well, you know, Wawa you can actually have it like delivered out to your car sometimes if you get stuff ordered like from the actual like cafe. Oh, that's right. You ordered on the app. You can yeah. Say, that's right. Because all the, they got the posts are, are yeah, uh, all numbered. numbered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just walk in anyway. True. Well, so here's the thing. I was driving home one day 
and I, I swear we'll get to games here in a second. I was driving home because uh, I actually had to go into the office for something, and it was a really stressful day, and I was pulling up the app, and the app was like, because I was just going to like, I need to get something. And I pulled up the app, and it was like, hey, uh, you can get a free Icy. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds exactly what I need right now. <laughs> and then I punched it in, and I was like, okay, I'll just pull up. They'll come out and grab it, and then I'll go in. And then it's like, okay, now you got 15 minutes to show this to the cashier. I was like, no! (laughs) So so I'm like having it up in the corner as I'm like trying to drive, you know, the speed limit, but get there as soon as I can kind of thing. (laughs) I managed to redeem it with like three minutes left. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But with that, let's, uh, let's flip to some news. Alrighty, I gotta flip over to here. So uh, I've got a couple of news items here because it's been like a month. Uh, first off, sorry about that, but uh, we had some some issues there. So I hope everybody enjoyed the kind of preview of what we send out every week to the or every other week to the uh, the Patreon backers there. But uh, so first things up, we have a new Kickstarter that has stormed its way up the charts. We got the uh, X-Men joining Marvel Unlimited, the new, uh, the latest Kickstarter from Simon. Marvel Champions? What? Uh, not quite. Okay, close enough. Close enough. This is one of those I've been tempted, but there's a couple of reasons why I'm not. Yeah, is that the right article? It's the right article. It's just not the... So last year, or the year before, they did the actual uh, Marvel United for the core box. And then now they have the Kickstarter for the X-Men version. So yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. They're at $2.7 million out of a $300,000 goal. Uh, 15, almost $16,000 backers. Uh, at the time we're recording this, you've got 10 days to go. So by the time this posts, you've got about a week. So yeah. The reason I haven't backed this is because A, I've got Marvel Champions, and B, like, there's cool, like, it's got cool, like, Marvel chibi kind of minis, like, an, think like an Arcadia Quest style. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was looking at them. Yeah, but, yeah. like, the minis don't really do anything. Like, it's it's basically a card game. Oh, okay. I mean, you might be able to, I th- you may probably, you probably move the minis to, like, move from one location to another, but... It's not a minis game, and that's what I usually like about Simon stuff. But you do get a crap ton of stuff. Like the $65 Mutant Pledge gets you like all this stuff. Then there's, you know, all the Kickstarter add-ons. And then, but like, if you want to get everything, if you missed out on the original Marvel United, like it's like $400. Yeah. Uh, so you can get the, the $100 pledge gets you like the X, or the, the, sorry, the X-Men and like a lo- couple of the expansions. Yeah. There's like a play mat you can get. Yeah. Uh, the ultimate classic bundle, $220 for all the old original stuff. And then all the expe- expansions, et cetera, et cetera. There were some people that griped about this because what happened is last year or last time with the Marvel United, um, the base box ended up in like Walmart before it got shipped out to to backers and everybody complained to Simon about it. But what they didn't realize is that Simon is only is in this with Spin Master Games. Spin Master Games does a lot of versions of games that end up in like Walmart and Target. Like they took there was a game called Santorini that was kickstarted and then Spin Master kind of took it and uh, made it a little cheaper so that they could sell it uh, at a decent price in like Target. 
So, yeah. but Spin Master is the one that put, you know, they took their, like, they funded the game, and then they took their allotment of copies and went ahead and sent them into, like, Walmart. So, I, yeah. I mean, based on what I saw, I don't think Simon had anything to do with it. Now, granted, they made it up to people by adding, like, an extra exclusive figure, but... Yeah, I, I, I was, I was going to say, like, I do remember hearing, like, there have been a few Kickstarters where it's like, hey, I, uh, I see this in my local big box store. Yeah. And it's not in my mailbox yet. But, and then again, it's, it also, you're talking like an order of magnitude difference between making a core box of something and then the billions of stretch goals that, like, a Simon production oh, yeah. does. So if you are interested in the, the basic game, because the, the huge $400 thing doesn't include the original core box, I'm pretty sure, um, you can get that. You can find it's only like $40 at your local uh, at your local like Walmart. So that's a pretty good price. How many days are left on this Kickstarter? I got 10. So by the time this the, the, like so probably about a week by the time the podcast gets posted up. Ooh, how many stretch goals have they? Added? Oh, my gosh. So, so many. I would Wait, probably did the get, number just go up. Uh, it's possible. I mean, this I thing, swear. this thing is live. It, it's a live updater. Okay, I swore I saw the number go up as you scrolled. It, it, it's entirely possible, but but I mean, if you look there, I mean, it's almost seven times what they're asking for. Yeah, and like the average pledge for this is like a hundred and thirty dollars, <laughs> which yeah. makes sense because that kind of gets you like all the X Men stuff. It does. It does. So yeah. I'm also not a huge X Men fan. Like. The 90s cartoon was awesome. The yes. movies were kind of like, eh. Like, it was good in the fact that we didn't have much in the way of comic book movies, but... Right. So, I, hmm. So, like, the X... So, so X-Men, the very first X-Men. Mm -hmm. Did that, like... Was there anything before that? Well, defined before that. Because you had, like, the, the, like, Batman movies from, like, the 80s. Okay, so you had the Batman movies from the 80s. You had, like, Superman. But it is, it is one of the, like, if you wanted to make, like, a modern age of superhero movies, I th it was either like, X-Men or Spider-Man, one of the two. Well, yeah, one of those they two. They were both kind of around that same yeah. time. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, if we can just get a good live-action gambit, I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, so, all right, uh, the next thing, we're going to go from superheroes to... Op, op, and away, because we're talking about the op. Uh, the op games is looking to help the environment. This is just kind of some some feel-good stuff here. So USAopoly, which is, is, is the other name you've heard of for the op, uh, the board game and puzzle publisher behind the best-selling party games, Telestrations, and Blank Slate has announced a new partnership with One Tree Planted, a nonprofit environmental charity as a part of the op's latest initiative to improve our home state of California. The Op Give Back program, which focuses on environmental community improvements, includes planting one tree seedling for every game sold on the Op.Games website. So just about, I would say, 70% of, of all the game, if you see a licensed version of a game, there's a good chance the Op was involved in some part. Like, okay. uh, if you look at a lot of, like, for something that you're familiar with, like a lot of the munchkin kind of, like, when they would branch out... Uh, I'm trying to think of trying to think. I know the op did some, but like, I think when they did like the Marvel Munchkin one, I think there was a okay. Marvel Munchkin or like X-Men. I think there was a, a X-Men Munchkin that that was like produced by the op. Like the op does a lot of, uh, of licensing deals with different pro IPs. And it used mm -hmm. to be, they were all like trash. 
nowadays the things have got a little bit better. Like there's a there's like a Harry there's a Harry Potter Hogwarts battle kind of uh, deck building game. Think like think like a think like Ascension. I don't think you've played it. I don't know if you've played Ascension, but like no, I haven't. Or like the DC Comics deck building game that that type of style. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Tyrants of the Underdark would be another similar version that style of gameplay, but there's a Harry Potter version that the ops done that apparently got like rave reviews. I want to say it came out in like 2016, 2017. Oh. Um, but yeah, so lots of, lots of good stuff there. I mean, I'm, I, 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 it is kind of, we're in a very, very consumerist hobby here and yeah. it, it gets to me every time that I like open up a new board game and I rip all the shrink wrap off and I look and I'm like, that's bad. The shrink wrap, the twelve extra pounds of cardboard, so yeah. you can punch out all the tokens. And then there's all the shrink wrap and cardboard it takes to get the game to your store or like to a store for you to buy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's messy. I think that the per somebody that comes up with a way to take shrink wrap and turn it into like card sleeves, that's gonna be like huge. Oh. Like you recycle all this like uh shrink wrap into to uh some sort of card sleeve or usable thing like that. I can see yeah. So this one's really off topic, but I, I, I just couldn't I had to make the joke. Uh hey Philip, what's the worst or excuse me, you, you know about Beyblades, right? The 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 tops. Yeah. Okay. What's the worst thing about making a Beyblade TV show? Dealing with all uh, the spin-offs. But I bump. Oh and I made a spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> I made a spinoff joke because we've got exploding minions. So exploding kittens is making their first speaking of licensed copy of a game. Uh, they're making their first version and it's going to be exploding minions, which takes the, the classic uh, exploding kittens game and turns it into, you know, featuring the, the minions from uh, despicable me yeah. going into retail. So this is like a Gen Con style release uh, normal normally because it'd be August. Uh, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, a lot of like hardcore gamers like poo poo exploding kittens, but it's the game that got me to sign up for Kickstarter, um, and I still have it. I haven't played it as much, as, but it is a very simple game that you can get played pretty quickly. Uh, and Minions kind of, like, if the little bit of theme that there is about stuff exploding kind of works with Minions, so. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I sent this article to Ashley because she loves Minions, and she was all like, ooh. <laughs> so. Uh, so if you're, if you got, if you know people like say, uh, their cats aren't their thing, but maybe you got a kid that loves minions then here you go. You can uh, teach them exploding minions coming soon for $20, two to five players. All right. Uh, this next one is for thrall UD and D players. And I said thrall because this is coming from war chief gaming, the company Founded by Chris Metzen, the guy who did the voiceover work at Blizzard for Thrall. Oh, okay. He's now got his own tabletop company called Warchief Gaming, and their first Kickstarter is out now called Ouroboros Coils of the Serpent. Uh, it is a 5e D&D book. It is at $825,000 out of a $50,000 goal. It's got, it's got still most of the month left. Uh, nice. Basically... Imagine a teenager in the 80s making his, you know, the D&D &D campaign that he would do. And then this is him as a grown up now being like, well, I want to make that into a world setting book. 
And that's pretty much what you got here. But with like all the resources that someone that's been in the gaming industry for a long time has. Yeah. So like awesome artwork. But um, I've heard a lot of I've heard of a lot of like podcasts and stuff talking about this, especially on the gaming side, because over on the video game side, Chris Metzen is a very uh, popular name over there. But like this has got a lot of this has got like a lot of like 80s rock and roll kind of uh inspirants and uh into this thing inspiration inspiration thank you i went you mixed inspiration and experience yeah yeah so there's a whole bunch of new stuff here new settings awesome i mean the artwork here is great this it it looks like you know imagine if you took D D and mixed it up with some blizzard entertainment i mean some of these shots look like they could be straight out of a Blizzard game almost. Yeah. But if you if you love use some D D, uh, you can get like the digital bundle for like twenty five dollars. That gets you like the the player's guide and the source book, and then for fifty bucks you get the hardcover, and then you can get the like super duper collector's edition with the GM screen and stuff for. $125. And then there's even more stuff. There's like item cards and dice sets and just there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Yeah. And there's even a lot of stretch goals. I keep getting notifications every day about different uh, stretch goals and stuff going on. So if you love easier, backing different... easier to list what's not here. Yeah. If you love backing D&D 5e stuff or if you're just like a fan of WoW, Blizzard Entertainment, that kind of stuff, you're going to want to check this out. So, and then the last one we have a, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's a different kind of story, but it is still an interesting story. Uh, so sit on back and enjoy your Minnesota as, uh, this one has to do with fantasy flight and specifically the fantasy flight game center, which was a retail store, um, in, in Minneapolis across the, like across the parking lot from the Asmodee FFG headquarters, It was basically a retail game shop that FFG also would do like releases at and and big tournaments at. So I've been here a couple of times. Well, Christian Peterson, the guy that that founded FFG and left the company a couple years ago, uh, he now has a new company that bought the game center back from FFG. It's going to be called Game Center now, like Game Center with a Z. Yeah, I saw that and I groaned. Yeah, there was. I saw. I was looking on, uh, seeing people's reactions on Reddit, and they were kind of groaning as well. But it means it can still be called the Game Center. Like you could, you yeah. could pretty much call it Game Center. But uh, it's a huge, eight thousand square foot uh, game store, basically that opened in twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten. So uh, just. Another example of something else being shuffled off from FFG, but this time I, I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with this. Um, with Christian Peterson taking it over, it kind of gives me hope that maybe he could get like the whole company back, like the the whole FFG part. <laughs> like if if they strip if they strip mine FFG down to like a little nugget, maybe uh, Christian Peterson can kind of get that nugget back. <laughs> oh, there you go. So. Um, this only really, if, if you don't live in like the Minneapolis area, this probably doesn't affect you. But if you do live in that area and you haven't gone to their store, it is a really cool store. I've been there and it's, it's really sweet. Uh, they even serve, they have like food and drinks and like beer and stuff there. So, and it's not just like some people are like, oh cool, maybe it'll open up to other games. No, this is like a full on game store in the sense that this isn't just like an Asmodee storefront or like an FFG storefront. Like they sell, they have walls of games from other companies just as well. Like there's, 
there's a huge war. Like, in fact, right here in the picture I'm on the screen, there's a whole shelf of like Warhammer stuff right behind this dude. So this isn't just like a, a Fantasy Flight Games kind of thing. But and there then's the news. So, Mr. Herbig, how's it going? Mr. Renshaw, you know, we're just over here surviving. Yep. That's that's really what we're doing. Playing some games. Destiny is doing the the Guardian game. Ooh. Uh, is that like the event. Olympics, but for Yeah. So you go through and you you collect your medals and you put them in the the big trophy case in the at the the tower, the main social hub, and who, whichever class deposits the most medals wins. Nice. Yeah. So far, it's hunters. Um, but then, so, so there's um there's an exotic weapon you can get during like it's as soon as you start the event, the main event, the, you get the quest. Bam. And this quest, um, what was neat, this quest auto-completes. Normally, you have to like go into your quest page and click on a quest to complete it. No, this thing auto-completes and dumps the weapon into your inventory so you can use it immediately. It's a, cool, it's a cool heavy machine gun that when you aim down the sights, the barrel starts spinning up, and then you get a shield around you. So you got a little extra protection. Um, and then there's... Uh, so exotic weapons have these things. Most of them have these things called catalysts. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's just uh, an upgrade that you have to... You can get, I mean, they just drop randomly as you're playing the game. Some of them are quests. Some of them are just like, I was in some mission last month and I'm just, I'm just barreling through these guys because I got my auto rifle that reloads every time you pick up ammo. So I'm just like, bah, I'm killing everything in my path. And then all of a sudden this like, boom, this yellow triangle shape pops out of this guy and I walk over it and it's like, boom, you just acquired the catalyst for this weapon. I'm like, oh, that's freaking awesome. But this catalyst, uh, it's it's a mission and you get it. And someone was making the joke that the reason the so Titans, Hunters, Warlocks, those are three classes. Mm-hmm. Hunters were just dominating. <laughs> I mean, day one, day two, day three, they are completely throwing everyone in the dust. And then day four hit and uh, they dropped down to second place, I think. And it was like, oh, yeah, all the hunters got their catalysts and they just stopped. (laughs) Going back to your regular scheduled programming. But, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're trying to see which class is the best. All right. uh... Nothing's going to ever bring you down. So, oh, by the way, so the unfortunate part is uh, by throwing up the, the, by having the screen up there, I didn't have the chat up. So we missed a bunch of, there's a bunch of chat. So we got, we got Hoser 40K and Kabuki Kid in the chat. Oh. Yeah. So, so I hate a both of y'all. Uh, we'll see. Oh wow, there was so much talking. There was so much talking. That's why I was like, "Oh snap!" Uh, X Men is the one superhero book I used to read, but I have an aversion to super deformed minis. Yeah, the chibi style is kind of like a make or break for our people. Like, you either like it or you don't. Uh, one of the favorite superhero movies is still the '78 Superman movie. Yeah, that make that makes sense, and the one with the best score. And then uh, I see OP and think of Ocean Pacific. Uh, is that very 1980s of me? Uh, it could be also 90s because I could, th- you know, I, I could see Ocean Pacific. Like if I didn't know, if I just saw OP somewhere, I probably would think of Ocean Pacific. And that's, I definitely identify more as a 90s kid than I do the 80s, even though I was born in the 80s. Uh, then he mentions talking about the, and I was thinking about this too when we brought it up, talking about the shrink wrap. Um do you like the shrink wrap on a game or the little kind of... So have you seen some games will have like stickers on them instead of like full shrink wrap? Um, where I like, have not seen games with it. Okay. But I have seen other 
other products in my daily life where they just have like that. Some of them have like the, the two part ta- cardboard tab that holds the box closed. And then there's mm. a piece of tape covering that tab too. No the little circle, little this, circle tape. Kind of yeah. like this. So basically a lot of board game companies have started to eliminate using shrimp shrink wrap. Instead, they'll take these like circular plastic stickers basically, and just tape the four sides or, you know, like stick them on the four sides. Funko does this. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Got yeah. It. I got, I got we're, one. We're talking about the same thing. We are. Yeah, this is just a little bit different. But yeah, it's basically just taping him. In fact, here, like Funko does it. I don't know if I can get it, if it'll be show up on camera. But you can see these little stickers on each of the edges. And it keeps the vump from having to use plastic over the whole thing. Camera, gonna yep. get it back in focus now. <laughs> yep. Circles, squares, whatever yeah. shape they decide. Something to like that. Yeah. Um, I don't like taking these circles off because just sometimes you get like all that sticker residue, but or I, they horribly rip the box or they horribly rip the box. But I do appreciate because usually it's people trying to be more um, environmentally friendly. So I appreciate that. So I, I like I prefer shrink wrap, but I don't. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and Rusty Beetle's in the chat now, too, saying the same thing, basically. Um, the That's adhesive can be difficult to remove. Nine. Yeah. So, but there, and then, there's stuff you can get to actually remove it, though. There's yeah, uh, a razor blade. You just slice well, right down the seam. Yeah, but you Done. have a chance of ruining the box. There's a substance called Goo Gone that'll just take it right off. I haven't gotten any yet down here. Uh, da, 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 but Hoser posted shrink wrap for the win. The stickers are annoying. Uh, the the, last, uh, the box sleeve on Last Villainous was incredibly tight. Oh, and then when we were talking about uh, Ouroboros, um, he was saying, is that an acceptable variant? Or they were saying it's an acceptable variant of Ouroboros. Never saw that before. And that's oh yeah, be- with the A, that was different. I have, I haven't, I entirely believe that it's so that they can trademark it. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it takes it from just an idea to like something. I don't think it's an accepted version. I think it's just a branding thing. Um, yeah. So. Uh, once again, have not played. I've not played any games, um, but I have been buying and getting a bunch of stuff. So I had a funny, I had a funny incident happened um, a couple weeks ago. It was about, so about two or three weeks ago. Ashley found out that, and this is pro tip for anybody. So, you know, when you get like, say you get like a $50 credit or a $50 gift card from somewhere like the visa kind. All right. And you always, uh, you always get down to like a couple, like a dollar or maybe like 70, some weird number, like 79 cents left on the gift card. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, cause I saw this post and, um, so finish your story and I'll tell you uh, my thoughts on that. Okay. So Ashley found out that you can take those gift cards and load up your Amazon balance with that, basically transferring that gift card balance to your Amazon account. So you just add the card on your account and then you do like add money to Amazon balance. And then if it's like a dollar 37, you can put one three seven and add. And now the gift cards at zero and you've got money in your Amazon account. So actually had like a handful of just from Christmases and birthdays past gift cards with like various money on them. She ended up getting like 20 bucks total um, on there. Um, And then I'll continue the story, but go ahead and tell me what your thoughts are. Okay. So um, to just with, because I, because I realized like when I first started getting those, like those are preloaded cards. Yeah. Um, 
I have actually never used it for less than its full face value. Mm. I have always, I've always had to do split payments where I use that for the bulk. And then like on my bank card, they see some charge for like 87 cents. Right. So if you get like a $50 card, you just make sure that you spend, that you're at $51. least spending $50. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it. That, and I have definitely done that before, especially if it's a gift card at like a store. Oh, yep. Because especially that makes split payments even easier. Um, but the point of the story was, I, so that was just a pro tip just out there for anyone because I know that's just a life hack that could be helpful. But because of that, I was going through some gift cards and I found like I had a gift card that still had $100 on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that back, What'd you buy? Huh? So back, it was back when I was going to be building the PC, and so I had spent some of the money on there getting some other stuff, and I had been saving the $100 to upgrade the PC and then never used it because then I ended up using tax return stuff on it. So I was like, sweet, $50, or sweet, $100 for me. Uh, so... Last year, Fantasy Flight came out with these uh, investigator decks for Arkham Horror, the card game, where each okay. one was like an individual deck. So kind of going along the Marvel Champions route of you could just buy this deck and then play with just it, like in somebody else's game. Like you need the core set to you need the core set to play the game, but like if you were somebody new you didn't have to buy the whole game. You could just be like, oh, well, I want to play a different character. I can just buy this character and play their deck in my friend's game kind of thing. So in a sense, like um, I run the games for, or, you know, when I play the games with like uh, Jimmy, Corey and Mike, if for whatever reason, one of them had had like a, a, an itch to like, oh, I want to play this guy seems cool. They could just go and, you know, grab one of these and then bring it that night that we were playing and like they had, they had a full deck ready to go. Well, they also had just some great cards in them, but they sold out like immediately, but uh, they happened to be right in stock when, uh, <laughs> when I had all that money. So I got all five. There you go. Uh, so there's one for each class. Um, so I have, I am almost at a hundred percent on, uh, Arkham Horror, the card game stuff, finally. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I always seem to be behind because I'm, I'm catching up on stuff as it gets reprinted and things. So I'm still not there yet because there's like a return to box I don't have and a couple of the novella promo cards that are like new investigators. So so I did, I just, I got those in and then some of the other, some of the other money I used a, along with uh, the, uh, while well, I was talking with you, that a lot of, some of the other went to pay for my uh, anniversary gift to myself, which I can, I can, nope, not that one. There Rusty we go. Beetle asks, what about Barkham Horror? I do have Barkham Horror. Ah. I have not played it yet, but I do have it. So yeah, this, uh, I got this, I got this present to myself, which was a bunch of the Team Covenant boards for Arkham Horror over here on the side, and then uh, Marvel Champions over here on the left side. So <clears throat> I hadn't gotten, I hadn't gotten, uh, I only had one board for me, the, the Forgotten Age one that's all green. And the other, the other three people that play, they're all like, we don't really care. But at some point, I was like, at some point, I'm going to get a full set of four. So I looked on there, and they had a Carcosa one, which is this nice, pretty gold one. And then the Circle Undone-themed one, which is all like witches and stuff. So that's the, uh, the, the gray one. And then literally two days, two days after I bought these, they announced a new board. <laughs> So I bought it then. So in a couple of days from now, I should be getting the newest board, which is like Dream Eaters, and it's very similar to this this uh, this 
metal one, but it's almost like a pearlescent kind of color. One of those, I, I'll, I'll see when it gets here, but it, it, it on the pictures online, it gave it kind of look where like if you move it back and forth, like the, the color would shift slightly. Okay. I don't know how well that actually shows up, but so yeah. And then, uh, then the, the Marvel champions ones I'm going to be using for, um, like the, the main baddie and then the, the, the main scheme up there. So, and uh, give me reason to play Marvel Champions again here soon. Uh, and then, ooh, they talk about a biodegradable shrink wrap. That would be cool. But <laughs> over time, the game just like eats away. <laughs> yeah, over time. It, or it like it, if it's um, if it's sitting on so a shelf for so long. Yeah. So Rusted Beetle had put up. He's like shrink wrap help protects from uh, minor spills during transport. It's like, uh, what what's your activator for the biodegradable part on the <laughs> uh, on that shrink wrap? If yeah. it's water. You just screwed yourself. Yeah. Uh, I got the then Kabuki Kid. I got the Arkham Horror, the LCG, as a gift a few months back. I've yet to play it, and I know the bug will bite me to want more. Uh, if you definitely want to try it out, there's a good uh, there's a good tabletop simulator. That's what we've been using to play. There's a good mod for that that, that works a lot of the mechanics and stuff with you. And then also, let's see, I ordered... Rusty Beetle says he ordered uh, Cobble and Fog and Jaws of the Lion removable sticker and map set. Well, speaking of unmatched, and because I say that, because uh, unmatched always gets compared to Funkoverse, um, I saw something a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I have to have this. This has to be a thing. Philip, you're gonna, you may have seen it already if you looked on the stream. But okay, so there was a special thing that they came out with. So at the Funko Spring Convention, I think it was last year, the last time they did this, is when they did the small like Kool-Aid Man expansion. Well, guess what the one okay. was for this year? Uh, I yep, am I the nothing. terror that flaps in the night. Darkwing Duck. Yep. I've got nice. a Darkwing Duck Funko Pop for Funkoverse. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, I, 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 I sent my contact at, at Funko Games. I was like, I need this. This needs to be a thing. I will review it. Please send it to me. Thank you very much. So, uh, by the way, his his uh, his abilities are: let's get dangerous, uh, daring duck oh. of mystery, and incredibly resilient. Yeah. And his special ability is: I am the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> of course. So, but with that, that uh, they sent me a bunch of other stuff that they've got. Because uh, one of the other things I asked for was like, since they're sending me, st- since I'm asking for stuff, I was like, oh, I never got the. Uh, there was a new DC pack that had Wonder Woman and Cheetah that came out around when Wonder Woman 84 was supposed to come out. So it was like oh, yeah. last last June or whatever. So they they sent they sent that to me as well. Uh, and then these other two, I didn't even know were a thing, but they sent them to me as well. Uh, we have uh, Disney's Alice in Wonderland. So there's another two pack set that's got Alice and it's got the uh, red Red Queen. Is that right? Red Queen. Uh, yep. Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts. Yeah. So you got that. And then there's a they sent me. I guess it's their newest four or four figure set, um, which is uh, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. So okay, it has so uh, you're Jack. You're gonna have Sally. You're gonna have Skellington. Yep, Jack Skellington, Sally, Oogie Boogie, and Doctor Finkelstein. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big, huge fan of of The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I know Chloe loves the loves the movie, so I figured this well, might I get mean, her interested geez, in playing. So many people are. Did you see the memes that came out like the Monday after Easter? No, I don't it's think like, so. Easter's over. You know what season it is now? Like, Halloween. No, guys, <laughs> it's it's April. It's hey April. man, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Uh, and then the last thing I got. 
and I'm pretty sure you've played this. Uh, I got my Kickstarter in for the that huge Railroad Inc. Kickstarter that happened last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this Mamma Jamma, this big huge Mamma Jamma, uh, and I've already opened it up and fit in, like, so over here on uh, the other side, I've got my red and blue versions of the game, and then on the far side, there's the new versions of the game, which is the... Uh, the Railroad Inc. Challenge, green and yellow. The, yeah. the green and yellow, which apparently the challenge is basically it comes with cards that like have these challenges on them. And it's supposed to have some player interaction because you want to be the first person to achieve the challenges. So okay. it's not so so it's not so much heads down looking at your own board. You have to kind of like pay attention to what everybody else is doing. Uh-huh. And then there's this giant purple box here in the center. That this is Love like it. all the stretch goals and and <laughs> additional stuff that came with. Uh, so have I open it? Oh, ooh, that's about to fall out. So first of all, there's all these different like each one of these little boxes in here is a four dice expansion pack. So there's there's uh let's see electricity arcade sky underground engineering eldritch and futuristic. I don't even know what some of those are gonna be. So it's just gonna be different versions. Like, did you play, I think me and you played the lake version one time, didn't we? Yep, we played the lake. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So it's it's stuff like that where they add a few die, they add a few rules kind of thing. Yep. But then, that's not el- That's not all that's in here. Uh, is it this? Nope, that's not it. Or is it? Hi. Then you got these things, which is, this is the epic Railroad Inc. board where this is like... <laughs> four times the size of the normal railroad ink board. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. So now you can really go to town with the. Uh, and I got like a. I think I have four, and then I got an extra one because I backed within like the first twenty four hours or whatever. So like five. The, so is it? Are the squares still the same size as like the normal board? No. So the well, this side. So the one side does look like they're they're a little bigger, but they're still on okay. par. Um, okay. I've, it's got some extra boards here, so I could I could pull that out. So looks like there's two two. Yeah, that's sorry. Everything's kind of like banded together, so it fits in the dang box. All right. So now I've got like a comparison. So it look, I would say it's about twenty five percent bigger on the on the 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 most condensed side. Okay. But if you flip it over into this one really big side, it's just like a blown up version of the regular railroad ink board like the squares are that's easily got to be like twice the size of a normal okay of a normal railroad but i mean if you're somebody like i could see this with like somebody that can't see very well mm-hmm. you know like somebody that's visually impaired or maybe like grandparents or something this might be a lot more appealing to draw on than this little tiny board <laughs> oh yeah i can definitely see that especially if like someone that's playing it a lot so Okay, so what we do is just we just we grab all the big boards, we play on the quote unquote big side, mm-hmm. the one that has like more squares on it. Yep. And then we just take all of the dice. <laughs> I was thinking about I was like, I bet Philip's gonna want to play all of them. <laughs> yes, we're gonna have the lake's gonna have a, a volcano popping out of it. Ah, that's a good we, idea, Kabuki kids. Like you need giant dice too. Oh, yeah, the lake's gonna have a volcano coming out of it, and we're gonna have futuristic so there's gonna be a spaceship like spaceport somewhere yeah now if you're like me the so the the one i posted on twitter when i first got this this thing fits really like when i put so when i when it came uh where the red and the blue versions are was just a spacer just a little cardboard spacer so i pulled that out and put mine in and it fit like really tight like 
one of those like it's kind of bulging at the seams where I'm like, if I do this enough, it's probably going to rip. But yeah. I went on uh, I went on Board Game Geek and somebody mentioned that if you take the big huge cube with all the expansion stuff and all the you know the giant boards and you just rotate it like clockwise basically then ah. you get like an extra it, it's it gives you just like a millimeter difference and that just kind of makes the world enough difference. to relieve the pressure yeah. yeah and so now everything easily slides in and out i just this box is so cool too like it's wicked, a magnetic close of course just like the rest of them are yeah and it, it's like of all the games i've gotten in recently this will probably end up getting it played first just because my wife and i love railroad ink so there's a better chance of it getting played it's such a fun game and it's it's pretty easy too, and like it's also a good like hey I got ten minutes let's play a game. Hey, did they ever get the app finalized? It's they're working on it. So that was one of the more I I think if you go on Steam you can add it to your wish list. I'm, I'm, oh I'm, uh, oh that's there's railroading dice on the Play Store. Uh, I don't know about the it's Play not, Store. It's not an official app from the makers of the game though. No. Yeah. So Railroad Inc. Challenge. Why did it bring up Trains Railroad Simulator 2019? Because <laughs> you typed in railroad. Yeah. Well, no, but like it had it had the thing and then it picked something else instead. Uh, yeah. So release date, summer 2021. Uh, I guess I could bring it over, bring it over to this tab and show it off. There we go. Railroad Inc. Challenge. Oh, look, it's got like little animations and stuff of yeah. like the trains and that's fancy. Yeah, I would imagine this comes to Steam first and maybe eventually they make a, a like a iOS or Android app just because it's yeah. so much easier to make a, a game on like a PC version of a game first. Oh, yeah, it's it's I mean, because you're, you're coding these things mostly on PCs anyway. So yeah. and a lot of times once you get the game the way you like it, then you can easily well, not easily, but it's easier to port it versus when you're trying to come up with the UI and everything and the way you want it to look from the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. I should be getting this for free because I added it. Well, not for free, but I I should be getting this because I added it in the, the pledge man or in the Kickstarter. Did you? I, I did not. I didn't back anything. Okay. Well, it was... Railroad Inc. I know you didn't back like the game, but it, it I knew you were excited when you heard that they were making the app. So I didn't know if you had just at least like added that kind of thing. But yeah. You can no, you didn't read that. You can add it to your wish list so that you get notified when it releases. Yeah. Rusty Beetle had to go light on the Kickstarters, he says. And Kabuki <laughs> Kid's like, nope, I went heavy on stuff. I mean, heck yeah. Uh let's see, I mean, just went heavy on Robinson Crusoe, Deluxe, and V Commandos. What is V Commandos? That sounds cool. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna search that. That did sound kind of cool. Uh so that was like four hundred dollars between the two projects. That sounds like so that's the thing is all of these Kickstarters, like the the Railroad Inc., uh the Steampunk Rally, and then like the Sea of Legends stuff, that was all within like three weeks, four weeks of each other. Because I was making the joke, it was like every week was like a different Kickstarter, or it was like every two weeks, it was like every paycheck, a different $100 Kickstarter was coming out. Uh, it's a solo stealth game, apparently. What, V Commandos? Yeah. Um, so I'm on I'm on BGG, and it says it's a cooperative board game. Well, that could... Uh, hmm. Did you look on Kickstarter? I did not look on Kickstarter. I Oh, well, hang on. I have V Commandos 2016. Yeah, I should mm. probably look at the dates there, Philip. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's just been a lot of World of Warcraft. Um, I, I got a lot of the gear out of normal for for my uh, for my mage, and our team was like, "We really need a healer," and they were advertising in like the guild dis or in the the, the guild Discord, and so I was like, mm, "I have a paladin," 
I've been tanking him, but I'll just make a healer. So I made a healing class and I've been like, so like first thing I did is I like healed because I was like, I haven't healed since the original World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure out how to do this again. Yeah. So what do I need to be doing? And then I basically built up. So I started off doing like normal dungeons and then I did heroic dungeons and then a mythic level zero dungeon. And then I was like, okay, now let me try LFG or, you know, looking for raid the the LFR tool. Uh, and then I was like, okay, guys, I think I'm ready. <laughs> and then actually uh, did it or then actually did the normal raid with the, the guild. And I've been doing, let's see, like the past two weeks now, I've been raiding with the with the Paladin Healer. Uh, last week, managed to down Sire Denathrius, the last boss again. Uh, this go. time, I actually survived until almost the end. Uh, I think I died at like the last second. In fact, it got funny because um, this time, because I'm the healer, you know, I'm helping trying to keep, hel- or helping the other healers help keep people alive, and especially the tanks. And, you know, people are starting to die off as you get... We, we A lot of us lasted pretty well into that fight, so that was really good. But towards the very end, just people stop dro- start dropping off. And then it finally gets to the point where we got him down to, like, maybe 5% health left, and both main tanks go down. And so it's like, oh, well, all right, chaps, let's do this. And I just jump in there with the paladin <laughs> and just start wailing on him. And, like, this other healer that was a, a, a druid started doing it, too. We just managed to just start heal. I think at that point, somebody finally had, um, I think, because shamans have, like, a resurrect mid-battle, like a reincarnate or something like that. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, So I think for, like, the last, like, 2%, we managed to get one of the tanks back up to finish it. But it was like... All right, well, most everybody's dead, but I'm wearing a bunch of plate mail, so let's go do this. <laughs> right? Uh, and then we also, we did the the WoW Classic, str- uh, quote-unquote, stream. Yep. We, it, we, we recorded it like a stream, but um, we put it on, or we, we just recorded offline, and that's up on the first, the first kind of 30 minutes of that is up on the YouTube channel. <coughs> oh, yeah. That was fun. We we got we should we should do that again. We do need to do that again. And this week should, there'll be more of that coming out. I have it. We're still in the uh, the first the first thirty minutes where I'm running around punching things because I don't have a weapon. <laughs> We're still in all that. We haven't even gotten to the us dying Palooza at the Yetis. Yeah. That, oh, that was good times. <laughs> and then that guy saying uh, calling us a bunch of nerds. Poor guy. <laughs> you don't remember the guy in chat that was like, wow, good job, nerds. Oh, oh something yeah, like I do. So, like, something in that regard. If you want to know more, you'll have to, you'll have to keep an I'll eye have, out I'll on the YouTube attention. channel. Yeah, it's like, nerds, we're all playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I think it was, I think we, we made that kind of jo- joke is what basically came out to. That's yeah. where that came to. So, uh, that's, that's, yeah, unfortunately, that's the gaming that I have for today. That's, oh, that's yeah, a lot that's, though. So, um, so, uh, so in in Destiny, the um the the main bosses of like your your strikes and dungeons and raids and stuff, mm-hmm. they um a lot of them have. So sometimes if you have a high enough power level, uh, we call it one phasing. Yep. You can just wail on the guy as hard as you can, and he doesn't get to do any of his like mid battle breaks. Um, do the do the WoW bosses have that kind of stuff? Like when they get to a certain percentage, like. They'll become immune to damage and something happens and then you got to deal with it and then you can go back to fighting the boss. Yes, sometimes. Okay. Depends on the boss, um, but a lot of them do that. Like, for instance, in Sire Denathrius, the, the, the last end boss of the one raid that's out right now, um, when he gets to 70%, 
he becomes immune to damage. But at the same time, you can't do anything because he basically force grabs everybody and kind of throws you against the wall and then drags everybody down to this like second level. So it, it, and that starts quote unquote phase two. Um, okay. But there are other battles like other, 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 um, there are other enemies and other fights where like they'll have a phase change where they become immune and you have to do this other thing to kind of make them able to take damage again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like actually the fight right before Sire is this like stone Legion generals fight, which is basically this two fly, these two gargoyles that trade off with each other. And in between the trade off, the guy that's leading you through the dungeon gets kind of like paralyzed and you have to bring him these little anima balls so when they transition, they become immune to damage and you have to gather up all these animal balls and give them to this one guy who then does this kind of like Ultima break, which kind of knocks them back and suddenly you can start damaging them again. Gotcha. Okay. Sort of. I'm probably butchering that really badly. Uh, no, it makes sense to me. I, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. But that was, that's, that's always been some, t- that's, that's kind of a goal sometimes is, um, like th- there are, and and because a lot of this, so I mean, we're we're basically end game now in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been season. that for a while. Yeah, we've been that for a while with this season. So like we're end gamed. We've, uh, I mean, they were introducing like one or two new things every week, but then you plow through those on Tuesday, and then you're just back to the end game grind again. So you know, like, okay, if we're in this strike, this guy he has three phases, no matter what. Oh, but if we go into this one over here, hey, if we all focus fire hard enough, we can one phase this guy. <laughs> and, you know, 20 seconds, this guy's down. And now we've just won the mission. Speaking of one phase, I had a, so there was a, I was just, I was bored the other day and not wanting to get involved into anything big in World of Warcraft. So I decided to go do some, uh, I decided to go do some like old dungeons and raids in like Lich King. Mm-hmm. And there was one, there was one that I hadn't done before. And I went and it was one of those. It's like one of the other ones we've done where there's just like a dragon in the middle. You just need to go attack. Oh, yeah. But uh, this one, he has a he has like a second or third phase where he teleports everybody to this other thing. So I go up and do like a fire blast and his health goes all the way, but he's still there. And then it quickly goes from phase one to phase two to phase three. He disappears and you click on this portal, and as soon as I click on the portal, he appears and dies real fast. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, that was so much fun being. Well, I mean, obviously they've scaled everything back, but like being max level, mm-hmm. I'm like oh, let me go to this. Uh, I'm level hundred. Let me go to this level forty dungeon. Yeah, let me just solo it and like you know walk next to the guy and kill him. Yeah, that's kind of I've done. I've I I do some of that every now and then, but I've been trying to get um I've been getting some rep up to try and get this like um to get a mount in this one area that's kind of annoying because it's like the only place in the game that you can't mount up because it's kind of like hell. And oh, it's okay. like your mount's too scared to, cu- to 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 answer your call or whatever. But there's a couple of different ways that you can actually get mounts in there. And so I've been trying to do some rep farming to do that. And I finally did it, but now I have to go grind to get like, a hun- like 200 of these items so that I can make... You basically make this mount. Um, oh... You bet. You basically are making a hellhound. Is what like a mechanical hellhound is the way it works. <laughs> so okay. you you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. you go and farm like all the 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 uh, metal and materials you need for it, and then you build the shell. But it doesn't work until it needs something to power it. And you basically go find like a a, a stray soul, and like bind it to <laughs> the metal. 
Well, but like the soul's like willing to come because it's trapped in hell and you're like, hey, stick with me, kid. And it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> We're going to do stuff. Yeah. And so, but it's like a, it's, it's a wolf spirit. So it gets bound to the, to the war, to the mechanical hellhound basically. And then okay. you get a full war, um, mall mount is what it's called or mall uh-huh. walker, whatever it is. And it's pretty cool, but it's a heck of a grind. And it's going to be pointless because in 9.1, they're going to allow all mounts because everybody complains so much about how much they don't like it. But at the same time, that could be like July, August before that happens. Oh, yeah, definitely. And once you make the mount, it becomes available on all your characters account wide. That's yeah. So it's like, I'm going to do this because there's a couple of alts that I have now that are stuck at 50 because I'm like, I'm not going to do the intro mall stuff until I have a mount. (laughs) I've done it like four times already. Oh, that was another thing. I got my I got my uh, hunter to level sixty, the one I do for PvP. So now I have okay, four yeah. level sixties. I gotta kind of figure out what all the specs are again and remake my Death Knight. Well, I mean, I uh, there's a there's a website called Icy Veins that does all that's that. That's right, Icy Vein. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yes. Also, Wowhead has some guides too, so you can bounce between those. Icy Veins. It basically goes to figure out which 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 spec you want, and then just go find the guide for that spec. Yeah. Yeah. I see now icy veins and wow hat like six years ago. I would have known those like, you know, yeah, they would. Oh, and for the record, we got when in order to do the wow classic, I got Philip a a card so that he could play and it gives him the option now to play wow retail version as well. So, yeah, I jumped back into retail and I was like, oh, man, look, there's so much stuff. I still had um, I had uh, drain follower quests that were just sitting there. Yep. Same. And the great part is, is that like you can't even like you can't even finish because of the the, the level squish. You can't even finish all the stuff before you get to like where you can do Shadowlands. Yeah. Um, like if you go like I on on so many of my characters, it's like I go do one piece of stuff I missed and managed to get to level fifty. So uh, Kabuki Kid talks about uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. I've I've been hearing that it's been his video game recent been their video game recently. Really loving it. Um, the, I keep hearing, the, I keep hearing about that. It's a new PS5 it's, game. It's got it. Well, so I'm. It's. I think I saw a video of like this guy was. It was on TikTok, obviously, because that's my life now. Yeah. Um. It, this guy. It was something like he jumped off this roof, and every archer in this camp kept sniping him out of the air. <laughs> and I think it was that game. Mm. But I'm not. Yeah. But like he wouldn't die either. Nice. He had some, yeah, I get some like really awesome armor or health regen or something. Mm. All right, man. That's probably, mm. we've been at this for like an hour. So that's probably a good stopping point. We make I sure think to get that's some, our, get I think some, that's our show, everybody. That way we have time to get a couple of minutes of bonus episodes in before I go do raid again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. That's been our show, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoy what we're doing here. Uh, if you want to check us out live, uh, we record every other Sunday most of the time when we feel like it. Uh, Boardsandswords.com slash live. That's going to have the schedule. It's got the link to all of our streaming channels. Uh, if you want to check out the other things that we have done in the past, um, check out Boardsandswords.com. You'll see the link to the Dirt Bags of Holding. That's a live play podcast. We take all these amazing RPGs that all these designers have come up with and we wreck them for your listening enjoyment. All right. You can email us comments and questions at feedback at boardsandswords.com. We're on social media. 
Facebook.com slash Boards and Swords Pod. Twitter.com slash Boards and Swords, how you can find me on Twitter. And Philip is uh, at Phil the Dirtbag. And then uh, also on Instagram, I forgot to change it in here, but I'm Boards and Swords Chris on Instagram. I just didn't like the way the other one sounded. And I can't get Boards and Swords because somebody else has it. Uh, so Boards and Swords Chris on Instagram. And I'm on TikTok. I post a lot of board game funny TikToks. I think they're funny. You should think they're funny. They're right in the realm of the dad joke vibe. So, uh, boards and swords on TikTok there. I may compile some of them and put them on YouTube because I know there's some people that avoid social media and and TikTok in specific. So, uh, lastly, this podcast is part of Punchboard Media. For other great gaming podcasts, make sure you check out punchboardmedia.com. Uh, and thank you for listening. Remember, we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash sports and swords to help support the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another show. And remember, blah, 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 and the remember. And in the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story and uh, the best ones end in uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Ba, ba, ba. Up. Nice. Nailed it.